I was about 15 years old, the first time Holy Week started to matter to me. 15 years old, and there was one reason why Holy Week really started to matter to me. It was the first time that I was in the youth way of the cross here at St. Hilary. I remember it was 16, 16, 17 years ago. Um, I, I remember being in high school. It was the first time that we did, that I was able to, I was old enough and able to be in the way of the cross. And to this day, Station 5 still has a particular, a particular uh, importance to me. And I remember, I could lay it out in the sanctuary exactly where everything happened. Station 1 would happen right about here next to the baptismal font. The two people that were dressed as the high priest in the Sanhedrin, the people who were condemning Jesus, they would stand here. The person who was Pilate would sit in the presider's chair over here. Jesus would be condemned and he would come up here to get beaten by the soldiers, I would star later on as a soldier, because I was big, strong enough to pick somebody up. I, I remember the, the cross was set up somewhere in this area. I remember picking up my friend, putting him on the cross, hoping he doesn't fall off. I remember the choir being back in the choir section. I remember the readers happening right here at the Ambo. I remember we would walk side to side across the sanctuary. Station 5 came up. I remember sitting right about here, ducking down so that no one could see us as the crowd, except the back of our heads. And I remember being right on the end, and I was Simon. And when Station 5 came up, after Jesus had met His mother, after He had fallen the first time, when Station 5 came up, I was coming up. Jesus would walk out from my left, your right, come across the sanctuary. He would get stopped because he started to stumble again. One of the soldiers would look, make a stop sign, and look around like he's not going to make it, but he had to mime it because it was being read. And they would say, they would start to scan the crowd. And they pointed at me. Like, get up. Now my role was, I was supposed to fight being pulled to carry the cross. Because as, as Simon, when he was in the crowd, he wouldn't have wanted to jump up and do this because people might have thought it was his cross. This was a criminal's cross, and he, had to, he was supposed to be fighting. I don't want to do this. And I remember... I got dragged by someone smaller than me, the miracle of acting, but I remember getting dragged up and thrown in front and told to carry the cross. And I was supposed to kind of be hesitant. So there was one moment. Me and Jesus were supposed to make eye contact. And that was going to be the thing that convinced me to now carry his cross. Now as a youth, I remember praying with this gospel, with the gospel we just heard. 
And the only thing we hear about Simon in the Gospel is this. They pressed into service a passerby. Simon a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Now in preparation for my starring role in Station 5 of St. Hilary's Youth Way of the Cross back in 2005, I sat down to pray with those lines. What was it like for Simon to not want to be, begrudgingly be dragged into service? What was it like to make eye contact with Jesus? that softened his heart. That he would then go and carry the cross. At 15 years old, all of a sudden, this story that we just read, this Gospel that we just read, I was able to enter into it. It became personal for me. Because I was Simon. To this day, two days ago, when we prayed the way of the cross with the parish, when we were all here praying the way of the cross, and we got to station five, my heart moved the same way that it did some 15 years ago. Why? Because I still relate to Simon. There are times in my life that I have been pressed into service. There are times in my life that I have been thrown into things and the only thing that has convinced me to actually do it has been the loving gaze of my Savior. And this story got very, very personal and has continued to play out in my life. I never would have thought that now, some 16, 17 years later, that I'd be standing in the same sanctuary as a priest. I never would have thought some, that, that, that this one thing, this starring role for this five minutes in my, in my life, I will never forget that moment, but I would have never thought that it would have now impacted Holy Week for me for the rest of my life. Because every year, I think of Simon. God wants us, this Holy Week, to enter into this mystery of Holy Week, into the redemption that we celebrate, into the suffering and the pain and the hurt that Jesus went through, everything about this Holy Week, God wants us to enter into it, not as a a bystander, not as another faceless person in the crowd, but He wants us to enter into this week completely and totally personally where the story that we heard, we take, we internalize, and it becomes our story. Every year, uh, since it came out in the early 2000s, during Holy Week, I make a point to try and watch The Passion. Uh, Passion's a beautiful depiction of the story we just read. It's a beautiful depiction of the, of the entire Paschal mystery that's kind of played out. 
And when we read it, when, when I watch it, there's, there's one thing that always strikes me. There was an interview that was done when it first came out. Mel Gibson was the one that produced it. He's an actor, right? But Mel Gibson was the one that produced The Passion. And as there was an interview that was made, and they said, why don't you make an appearance in this movie? You did so much work about it. You're an actor. You're famous. Why don't you make an appearance in this movie? And he said, I do make an appearance. And the reporter was kind of startled because they remember watching the movie and not seeing him. And they asked him, they said, what do you do in the movie? Where are you? We didn't see you. And he said, it's because you don't see my face. You only see my hands. The reporter was a little bit confused. What do you mean you only see, we only see your hands? Well, when Jesus is being crucified, it zooms in. You only see hands working with the nails. You only see the guard's hands at that point. You only see a hand picking up the hammer. You only see his hands. He said, I'm that guard. He said, because that was my only contribution to the story. It was my sin that put him there. Where do we find ourselves in this story? Where do we find ourselves? Oh, when, we, when we pray into this story, I know a lot of times that when we get to Palm Sunday, it can be, oh, this is the long one, right? This is the, this is the gospel that we're going to be kind of, we're going to be shifting our weight from the right leg to the left leg and back to the right leg, and we might even like lean over a little bit, right? Like, this is the long story. And this is the story that we've all heard every year, a couple of times a year. We know the story. It's really hard a lot of times to enter into the story and to hear the story anew. But how is it that God wants to relate this story anew to you this year. Maybe this year you find yourself as a, 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 like really relating to Mary Magdalene. Think about her story. Mary Magdalene was a, was a, 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 a notorious sinner who had come to a conversion and was following Christ. Maybe this year during Lent, you went to confession for the first time in a really long time. Or the grace of confession hit you between the eyes for the first time in a really long time. And you want to make some major changes in your life. Maybe this year, you follow Christ as Mary Magdalene. Maybe this year, you found that as I was reflecting this Lent, that you know what, sometimes I have a tendency to say a lot of good stuff, but not quite do a lot of good stuff. I might say that I want to follow the Lord, but I don't necessarily do it. I kind of say more than what I actually do, and that's St. Peter. Lord, I'm never going to deny you. And then denies him three times before dawn. Maybe this year, as, as we go through Holy Week, as we approach this season, as we approach these most holy days of our year, maybe this year you're following St. Peter. Maybe like me, Simon, there's something about him. 
And when you pray with those couple of lines, while it might not be, it might not be a whole lot in the Scripture that explains what happened, maybe when you're praying with those couple of lines, you start to see Jesus' eyes lock in with yours. Maybe, whenever you, maybe as you're praying in your, in your imagination, a tool that God can use, maybe as you're putting the cross and His arm around you, you can smell the sweat and the stale blood. You can feel the weight and the hard surface of the cross. I think as we approach this Holy Week, the Lord is inviting all of us to pray in this way. To let God take a hold of our life in a particular way this week. And don't underestimate it. I know for a fact that it can change your life. It can change the way you relate to the Lord completely. If we allow this week to become personal. Because whenever Holy Week becomes personal, it changes us. When Holy Week becomes personal, it, it, that's, that's my God and my Savior. And when it's not, we can be like a face in the crowd saying, step down from the cross if you really can. This week, we're invited to make this story our story. To relate to God however it is that God wants to relate to you. Like to, to be invited into the story of Holy Week. Because whenever, when, 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 we're, when it's nothing personal when it comes to Holy Week, Holy Week becomes about a four day week and a crawfish boil on Friday. A couple of beers, friends over. When Holy Week's nothing personal, then you know what? I'm going to go and just be excited about, about chocolate and bunnies on Sunday. Not about an empty tomb and death being defeated. We started off this Lent on Ash Wednesday reflecting on that ha over half of Catholics, over half of our, our Catholics in the pews do not believe it is possible to have a personal relationship with God. If you find yourself in that half, that's okay. But let God this year, give God an ultimatum and say, God, you got to prove it to me that you want to love me in a personal way. But if we're going to make that kind of deal with God, we've got to hold up our end as well. It's so my challenge for all of us this week. This week, as we're going through Holy Week, if you can make it to the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter liturgies, please do. It's a great way to enter in. But if you can't, regardless of where you find yourself, allow God this week to, to reveal Himself through the story of the Passion. Take the bulletin home. Read the longer form. Read pieces every day. Find a person, a moment that really speaks to your heart. And let God reveal Himself through it. This is my story. Station 5. I'll never forget how it is that God has revealed Himself to me there.
He wants to reveal himself to you in the same way. May this Holy Week for all of us be a time of growing in love and in intimacy with our God. And when this week becomes personal, our heart breaks. But when this week becomes personal, we experience an even greater joy of the Easter mystery. Take this week personally. And let us let God reveal himself to each one of us.